Welcome back, everyone, to the AMCAP podcast. I'm your host, Travis Giard, and we are now entering episode seven here in the AMCAT Center on the campus of Anna Maria College. Um, today, I'll be joined by head men's soccer coach, Jake Basarkic, and his assistant coach, Marco DeVito. Uh, coach Jake just completed his third season here, um, and Marco uh, just completed his first. Uh, welcome, guys, and thanks for coming in today. Yeah, Travis, thank you for having us both. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to get into um, asking Jake the first question. Uh, give us a little bit of a spiel of how your journey brought you here to Anna Maria. All right, so I was originally born and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, and I attended my undergrad at Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania. Uh, so I was there as a college soccer player, enjoyed my four years there, and then kind of junior senior year I really wanted to get myself into to coaching but uh, at the time I was also doing my bachelor's in social work and I wanted to go on to get my my master's in social work so I have a good relationship with my past head coach at, at Bloomsburg and he kind of pointed me in the direction to you know find yourself a, a graduate assistant coach position um, but he said also too the opportunities might be a little bit more challenging to come by because I also wanted to pursue my, my master's in social work because uh, if you have good enough grades uh, in your undergrad with, with uh, overall academics, then you can get your master's in one year in an advanced standing program. So uh, I sent out my applications kind of all over the place, um, just looking for a position. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit challenging just because the opportunities were, were quite limited. Um, but back then in, in August of 2017, that's when I I found Anna Maria College. Um, they are just starting up a master's in social work program. And the past head bent soccer coach here uh, was looking for a, a graduate assistant coach. So kind of the stars aligned perfectly for me back in August of 2017. Uh, so that for that fall 2017 season, I was the, the graduate assistant coach. And then um, in March of 2018, that's when I was promoted to the head coach position. So yeah, just the stars kind of aligned for me, um, you know, just working extremely hard and also just, I was kind of at the right place at the right time uh, and you know, the opportunity came about and I'm just trying to take full advantage of it and you know, just, just do my best at the end of the day. And then I'm very fortunate to have uh, my assistant coach now, Marco, so feel free to, to introduce yourself a bit. Sure, uh, thanks for having us, Travis. It's very nice of you. Of course. Uh, yeah, so my path into coaching was a lot more unorthodox, I'd say, than Jake's here. Um, in the sense that I as well grew up playing, uh, you know, pretty much from the time I could walk till high school. But unfortunately, I was not able to play in college. Just, frankly, just wasn't good enough, wasn't driven enough. Uh, I understood that. It was okay. Um but I always wanted to get back into coaching, into playing soccer. And um, uh, so I went to Siena College out in Albany, played on the club team there, uh, Division One program. Again, wasn't good enough to play on the D1 program, but club soccer uh, was good enough for me, intramurals. Um, when I graduated, I really wanted to stay in soccer in any capacity I could find. Uh, local club team about 10-15 minutes from my house where I grew up in Braintree, Massachusetts uh, looking for 
volunteer assistants, um, staff members just to help out with coaching in the academy. So I was coaching six, seven-year-olds. Um, from when I t- right from when I graduated, the age of 21, did that for two years. Uh, started working on my badges as well. So I was doing courses through United Soccer um, Federation. I now have my D license. Uh, and that's sort of where I realized that coaching, I think, why it should be my career. I wanted to go from a substitute teacher where I was, you know, making enough money to get by to I want to start coaching for for the rest of my life, honestly. Um, opportunity arose in Spain for me. I uh, went there. Again, I was teaching mostly, but I was able to get in with the local academy over there coaching um, international students and also Spanish players uh, this past year up until COVID. Fortunately, I had to come back here. But yeah, I'd say my path is a little bit more unorthodox, but I'm glad to be here at Anna Maria because Coach Jake and the program is looking good. Um, I'm learning a lot. And uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was going to go into my next question um, because I did hear that you were um, helping out and coaching overseas. Um, How does that experience kind of... help you here in the states at the college level kind of like did you learn any different styles of play or different formations or kind of uh, mentalities that they had versus what we have here in the states yeah sure so uh i'd say the biggest thing difference wise uh from coaching in spain and here is the mentality over there um it's pretty much kill or be killed honestly it's 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 a doggy dog world over there in terms of if you don't have the proper mentality you just simply won't play and you kind of have to deal with it and uh you end up not playing for long enough because you can't get into the team you you have to find a new team or or find a different sport to play or just move on from soccer entirely so so the biggest thing for me there was just learning what it, a professional environment really is uh kids in the academy over there came from all over the world from america england ireland spain switzerland africa they came from all over the world to play in this academy and you know only 11 players can play at a time right so not everyone's going to be happy not everyone's going to be playing and the biggest difference to me was if they weren't playing they couldn't really complain to the coach because i mean they had so many different players to pick from and if they didn't do their job in practice and they didn't try 110 percent every single practice they just weren't going to play and the team wasn't going to suffer from it honestly because there were so many different options right so i think that's the biggest thing uh one of the bigger things i think i could bring to this program was just the mentality of trying every single day and recognizing that in spain and bringing that to anna maria at the d3 level uh again this season was a little bit unorthodox with no right. there was no competition to really Correct. prepare for but um yeah in that regard i think the practices are really competitive i'm not saying i was the sole reason for it because <laughs> i wasn't but uh i think we did a good job in just bringing that competitive nature out again during a season where we didn't have competitive games necessarily to, to prepare for right and that will bring you back to jake kind of as the head guy how was planning those practices it's definitely a little bit more difficult than your traditional sort of thing especially now with like the new protocols oh yeah so this past fall 2020 was 
consistently just adapting and changing and you know how can we make it the most beneficial and enjoyable uh, at the same time so Marco and I talked extensively over the summer and you know also with the athletic administration kind of what their protocols and policies were going to be so you know we started the fall semester a little bit early that was back on August 24th so again kind of very non-traditional because usually with soccer the players arrive two weeks for preseason it's just straight soccer and then the semester usually starts the first week in September or again it was kind of a little bit the opposite the players were starting classes but no soccer so we started our soccer season if you want to call it that a season on September 7th and we went Monday through Friday um, basically three to five Monday Wednesday and Friday were um, training sessions and then Tuesday Thursday were strength and conditioning sessions so the first two weeks player pods less than 10 and we really kind of focused on the whole kind of ball mastery a lot of technical work passing patterns finishing uh, a lot of the stuff that you could do individually just with a soccer ball because we just wanted to take it slow in the beginning and just making sure you know everyone was safe um, overall with the, the whole college and going on with that and then as the weeks progressed throughout September October we were able to bring the team all together and kind of get rid of the player pods and we kind of made it more uh, going on coach Marco's point competitive um, still with the restrictions in place to make sure everyone was was safe um, but yeah majority of October we were kind of playing small sided matches and definitely the the players kind of every other day needed a bit of a reminder you know just uh, watch your physical distancing <laughs> right. um, and also too even too it's just kind of natural because you're a team and you spending every day together and you're used to kind of competing with each other slide tackles shoulder to shoulder water breaks kind of giving a little banter here and there you know in close quarters but you know the constant reminders hey guys you know keep your distance if you're not getting a drink of water please keep your mask up um, but even us coaches sometimes we have to remind each other um, to wear our mask and you know just keep our distance as well um, but yeah overall it, it was quite successful and quite proud of of everybody um, but hopefully uh, I'm very optimistic and positive that this winter will go well and um, the spring will possibly look like the fall and then hopefully fall 2021 will kind of be back on schedule so fingers crossed right so I guess I'll ask that question for either of you um, if we do um, play a modified schedule in the spring what are your thoughts around that I'm all for it, and I kind of, I'm speaking for Coach Marco as well. He's probably all for it, too. 100%. Because be- yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, you know, we'll run the training sessions. Um, you know, not that bothered of not having a, a season because, you know, this is a pandemic and, you know, there's more important things that are, are going on. But kind of once September went away and getting into October and we're just kind of have these consistent training sessions you know it's kind of the training sessions are kind of like the homework or when you're studying and then games match days are kind of ultimately the test Um, so same with the players us as coaches we kind of want to see what we're working on in training can then it be implemented into the game to be effective and ultimately get promising results where that was kind of completely absent this fall because we didn't have any competitive games so 
Ideally, yes. Hopefully we do have a modified schedule in the spring. I think the players need it for competition. And also I think we as a staff definitely need it as well just to have that reassurance that we're making strides definitely in the right direction and, you know, bringing this program up to a respectable standard. Yeah, I'm still curious to see on what it would actually entail if it would just be like conference games or um, non-conference thrown in there as well or just a full full season. Um, I don't think it will be that, but um, at it's least also, conference. It's also very tricky, and Coach Marco, feel free to speak up as well, but like the recruiting circuit – especially now with a little bit of up, uptick because of the, the winter months may be approaching, but recruiting different states. So maybe the spring with a modified schedule, maybe we'll just be playing other institutions just in the state of Massachusetts, Massachusetts right, because yeah. of the whole government vibe. And probably yeah. even just, just locally, Worcester County, uh, you know, there's a plethora of schools Absolutely. in their yeah. surrounding area like Becker, WPI, Clark. Obviously, we haven't talked to them yet, I don't think, but that's probably our safest bet is just yeah stay as close as possible to, to our home base here in Paxton and yeah. travel out of state, obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so also just kind of want to touch on your guys' uh, thoughts on how the future looks for the program after this fall. I know you, haven't, you didn't get to have competition, but at least you can still kind of gauge talent-wise and numbers obviously are much better. Um yeah, so when I was first appointed as the head coach, kind of the biggest thing was to recruit proper players that really want to get a college education and also play college soccer, continue their playing career. So back in March of 2018, that was my biggest first priority for the first kind of recruiting cycle for me. Now that we have that, kind of quality players and we have also proven as of now that we have a good retention pace we're keeping you know the players that we want within our team the future does look extremely bright but the players that we have now have to consistently along with the staff have to buy into okay well now we kind of have a standard you kind of have a, a team identity now kind of let's push the envelope right i know this pandemic has thrown a wrench in everyone's kind of personal plan or personal agenda. Um, but again, we can't make excuses. We just have to, again, be adaptable and have that sense of resilience and be perseverant. And uh, yeah, Marco and I are just kind of recruiting players now that just kind of fit into our puzzle and just need a little bit of fillers here and there. Um, but yeah, we got a good core group of players that are still majority sophomores going to be juniors next year and majority of them will probably strongly considering also taking their fifth year as well correct because um, they are getting that back yeah that blanket waiver um so yeah as overall if everyone stays bought in and committed to the cause then uh yeah I, no problem see this definitely competitive either this spring or next fall so that's actually one thing that i've been thinking a lot about because that blanket waiver on how that will affect um, not just that back end of their time here, but also the recruiting side of things because now you're having a player for an extra year that you didn't really count on. So how is that going to kind of affect the future plans and stuff like that? Yeah, it's definitely a case-by-case -case basis and depends on the ultimate, the player, and you know their track record and past performance. 
Um, so yeah, overall the class of 2021 and 2022, the current seniors and juniors in high school right now, um, yeah, they're definitely kind of getting tossed through a bit of a loop because it is kind of probably extremely uh, or even more competitive now to get offers and, and roster spots just because, yeah, you got a lot of guys taking that fifth year and the, the blanket waiver, so there might not be a lot of roster spots available because there's still teams that are size of 26 to 28 guys in their off season, so right. there's not a lot of movement. But again, it's a case by case basis, and you know, at the end of the day, if you as a player are kind of maybe not getting it done on the field, this, that, and the other, or causing headaches off the field, um, then yeah, your your spot might be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. to piggyback off our, the youth of our team current roster, uh, in my personal opinion, I think it might even have been a good thing that we haven't had a season competitive season. That is because, like Coach Jake said a lot of freshmen and sophomores on our current roster. We weren't too good last year, wins and uh, losses-wise, but at the same time, uh, they made strides in the right direction. And I think, again, a modified training, everything considered, uh, this was a good fall just to get the freshmen and first-year players bought in. The sophomores, a little bit of leadership uh, and showing the first-year players how we do things around here. And in a, in a low stress situation I think playing games obviously everybody wants to play like we talked about but in the grand scheme of things safety wise uh, in consideration as well I think it was good just to train as a team start to build off what we want to do as a team uh, tactics wise I think it was a good thing in my personal opinion yeah because I did ask um, and I'll Lindsay that question and um, John as well like a lot of you'll see underclassmen like the freshman sophomore kind of advance in the collegiate level because of the competition and getting that experience but this fall you had more like actual strength and conditioning and more a bit like you had a lot more practice sessions than what you probably would have during a normal strenuous season so i always was asking them like do you think that actually benefited the players or do you think it might have set them back um, in experience, like experience level or talent-wise, because they didn't have those competitive like games and that experience that way? But also, could it have possibly helped them and made them actually better players because they did have more strength conditioning and more um, t like touches, working on those smaller things. Yeah, that's actually a, a great point, Travis, that you bring up there because this past fall kind of put, again, everybody through a loop. But uh, I wouldn't say, you know, it was a hindrance because you're, we're still keeping our team chemistry, team culture together. And, yeah, uh, you know, we had physical fitness, strength and conditioning. So overall, hopefully they're getting touches on the ball. Their body and, and being a soccer player, their physical fitness and, you know, technical and tactical IQ a bit hopefully has improved but I'm a little bit apprehensive about kind of the the mental side of the game because match days is kind of when all the pressure and all the stress is kind of on the line because ultimately you as a team want to perform to your best ability and kind of how you get that self-confidence is consistently playing competition and competitive games so it could be a bit of a hindrance on the mental side and kind of the more 
webinars, um, coaching education, you kind of attend um, the mental side of the game and making sure players are mentally fit is extremely important because, again, you can have the fittest body on the field, um, but, again, if you have no maybe kind of mental or emotional control, then you're kind of maybe up the crick. So that's why kind of towards the end I give hats to, to Coach Marco because he really kind of tried to instill, again, that competitive attitude towards the end when we can really play small-sided and kind of really give the guys that mental picture or description that, hey, this is a competitive game. Yes, it's 8v8. Yes, you're playing against your teammates, but let's go out there and try to get the result or play the, you know, how we want to play within our little small-sided team here. Um, but, yeah, um, I think that that was probably maybe the bis biggest disadvantage of the fall is just not have com having competitive matches. No, no, absolutely makes sense, especially the, the mental part of that because, um, I mean, you could have great technique and, like, know how to play the game, but, like, if your IQ, sort of like your soccer IQ of, like, situational sort of stuff, like, you that's you learn that and advance that during games because, like, you can coach as much as you want, but, like, if they don't know what to do in a certain situation – it makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, and also, too, this past summer, the players had their choice of they wanted to be 100% remote or, you know, on campus in some capacity. And we as coaches just have to respect um, their decision because everyone comes from a different background, family background, uh, financial status, et cetera. So, again, we just had maybe a couple guys that were, you know, key to our maybe team setup uh, that were completely remote this past fall semester. So it's like, you know, we try to keep them up to date via Zooms with the team, this and the other. But, again, they're still not consistently training with us. So that's kind of maybe another little little bit of a hindrance. All right. So you did mention that it was going to be a little bit or is a little bit tricky uh, recruiting for the 2021 season. Um, did you want to touch on that at all or a little bit more? Yeah. So overall, we're pretty confident where we're at kind of in the recruiting, recruiting class for 2021. We definitely did our dill diligence this past year, especially too when kind of COVID-19 happened and kind of went into effect February, March, April of this year, we kind of hit the ground running or me personally. And then, you know, I appointed Marco and hired him and kind of got him up to speed relatively quickly and said, hey, this is kind of now the time to pounce on, on 2021 um, because we kind of maybe have a little bit of, of downtime or we're working remote. We don't have to worry about commuting this that, and the other. So, yeah, overall, we're extremely confident with the offers that we have out to 2021. And, you know, we're still working with uh, a couple kids definitely through the application process and the FAFSA process and getting them hopefully all set by ideally December's letter of acceptance. And then February is um, FAFSA, Federal Financial Aid Packages. So hopefully March, April of 2021, we'll definitely get some verbal commitments. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely confident. Uh, with 2021 and you know hats off again to Marco to his hard work right off the gates um, because yeah it's kind of recruiting is is 24-7 and it's definitely kind of a full-time job in itself um, but we're definitely up to the task because yeah we're looking for definitely proper players to add into our our team and program right. yeah and I want to give credit to uh probably 90 percent of the high schools in New England right now for being able to host a a fall soccer season relatively bump <laughs> bump free uh because obviously you know regular season and a normal non-covid year 
our fall was completely busy with our own season to worry about. So this year was good for us because we were able to go to see a lot of high school matches that we would never be able to see in, again, in a normal year where we're not able to see these uh, recruits play in their hometown or home high school situation where they're probably playing maybe with a little bit more passion than they would for a club team that they have to that they have to pay for or playing with guys from all over. It's a little bit more akin to uh, you know the college environment, playing for your school, for your for your community. So I think in that regard, it gave us a little bit better of an idea of how these players are. Um, again, not just technically and you know as a player, but uh, mentality-wise as well. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, definitely being able to see that chemistry and how they kind of they can mold to a team definitely is a good thing to have in a recruit. Yeah, despite all the the uh, regulations and new cha- rule changes for Massachusetts with the no throw-ins, no headers, no no goal kicks, all that stuff. Obviously, the game wasn't you know a complete parallel to what it normally is, but it was good enough in my opinion. All right, that's all the time we have for today. So I want to thank you guys for coming in. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much, Travis. Thanks. Let's do this again in the spring. All right, and now I'll send it over to Brock for today's sponsor. Hello, AMCAT Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the AMCAT Club. The AMCAT Club is where you can go to help out your favorite sports teams or the athletic department as a whole. You can find the AMCAT Club on GoAMCATs.com under the Support Athletics tab. Now I'm going to send it back to Travis and the AMCAT Podcast. Thanks, Brock. That's all the time we have for today. I appreciate Jake and Marco for taking time out of their busy day to come and chat with me. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Be sure to tune in next week to hear from head football coach Dan Mulrooney. Rooney.